0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Winklerverse. I'm Bart Winkler. We have our weekly turning into bi-weekly. Mm-hmm, but that's not that's not the the efforts we just you know life is happening um mm-hmm. but we're doing it this week so that's good it's brought to you by our good good buddies at tupelo honey you can check them out tupelo honey com. uh they are downtown in milwaukee i have been there no less than four times since december 1st really I nice like i feel like that's pretty good mm-hmm. um, you, you didn't catch me in a perkins that often i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> tim when you get when are you going to get a menu item though named after you or a breakfast yeah no 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 i that was when i was younger and i needed the ego and the attention oh come um, on I don't, uh, mm. I don't i don't i don't i just i just want people to have a good time and to enjoy their uh, meals at tupelo honey cafe check out the menu make your reservations downtown milwaukee uh check them out oh shit what um i forgot about something but i'll remember it in a little bit okay um cryptic grant bills is here i am paul emig's here really testing the wi-fi capability how how is it let me know if it's sketchy i can move he's on his home wi-fi but he went all the way down somewhere else
2: (laughs) is it is it sketchy
1: Wait, is it, is it bad? Let me know if it's bad. Okay. No, it's good. You got, you got a beautiful backyard. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, where are you situated right now, Bart? Where am I? I'm in. Yeah. The, if you look behind you in the back left, I'm in that window. <laughs> Buddy, let's just do it.
2: <laughs> I just, I saw more ass Buddy, than I wanted like- to see right there as he stood up. That was. Did you get ass. Uh, maybe a little. That's fine. That's, I mean, it, it's fine. Close.
3: That's, that's, that's just for, that's for the YouTube right. streamers.
1: <laughs> my pants don't wear right.
2: I wonder do why. Need, do you need to go up a size? Do you need to go up one to quote Gary Ellerson? Do
1: I need to go up one? I, um, no, I think I just, I need I need my butt to get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because my yeah. butt's pretty flat, you might have just seen it, but it's pretty flat and it doesn't, um, it doesn't like catch my pants. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's. Good. I don't have this problem. Well, I gotta. I get my butt like inverts.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> like conclaves, is that the word? Like an alcove.
0: Do you yeah. anticipate
1: bringing this to the national perspective? This take to talk about-, about my butt. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. No, but I did. I did bring a Bart Winkler fun fact last night. I did. I just finished. I just finished
3: what was Monday nights. So what happened on Tuesday nights?
1: Oh, I told Shep that I couldn't snap. Oh, you can't. Snap. I don't think I knew that. Or did I know that?
2: How are you supposed to do it? No one has ever needed to know that fact about anyone. I, I've never. I couldn't tell you which one of my friends can and can't snap their fingers. That's not.
3: But literally, how do you do it? I think they can all... The, Grant, the
2: answer is they can all snap because it's easy. How? The snap is Cre- the, your middle finger hitting the pad below your thumb. That's where the snap comes from, Bart. Create the friction. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> it's look like you're, it, it looks like you are learning to how to use your hand again when you do that. Like you're someone that was in an accident and now you're working with a therapist to regain use of your fingers. Like that's how it looks... With, on the YouTube stream, of course, thanks to Dan Shaney.
1: You know, Dan Shaney
2: saved my ass
1: because when I switched to him for insurance, mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, uh, you do your show in your basement, don't you? I go, Yeah, Dan. And he's like, You have no basement flood insurance. And I'm like, No, Dan. Yeah, I do. That's like the number one thing we're afraid of. He's like, Well, do you want some? And I was like, thank you, sir. So is it, does it flood in Shorewood a lot? Uh, there's been basements that have flooded. Um, we don't, we haven't gotten it in our time here, but when I lived in Fond du Lac, oh man, we had, we like, so base. oh man, dear oh man, we had, basement flooding is like, a, I, it's something I think about a lot as a homeowner and even as a home liver.
2: Well, as a renter, I almost left the stove on. The only reason I didn't is because I forgot my coffee, and when I came back up to get it this morning, the stove was still on. So.
1: Oh boy. Well, um, I think we can uh, talk about some sports. All right. If you'd like. Well. And stuff. Right. And some stuff. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you want to do some Packers, some Bucks, or some general
1: NFL? Ooh. Why don't we do? hackers hackers all right i've got and one this is, this is gonna drop either i think i'm putting this on youtube like right before bucks blazers mm. but it's gonna post like kind of after bucks blazers so i don't know what's gonna happen in that game probably dame goes off for 55 or 70 mm. since everyone does it mm-hmm. once once he gets 70 i said to my friends well you might as well get 80 might
3: as well. As long as he doesn't get the Carl Anthony Towns treatment and get benched down the stretch going for 60, 70 points. Um, we'll start with Packers. Kind of a bummer to have to ask this question because obviously it means that the season is over, but it seems unanimous. Correct me if you guys disagree about the biggest positional needs this offseason, but corner, safety, and offensive line. If the Packers used their first-round pick on one of these positions, the one that would make you sigh and roll your eyes the most, because I think each of them is like, okay, like they drafted a guard, or like, oh, God, another corner, or like, oh, goody, another safety, Savage and Clinton Dix. like none of them have had, like, to me they all have levels of eye-rollness, and kind of like, ugh. To me, the one that would make you have a reaction like that the most of the three would be
1: safety, mm-hmm. or mm-mm. well. I'll tell you what I want um, in my draft picks. I want, I want to not lose the way we just lost. So mm. remember the year that David Bakhtiari didn't play. I do. Which one? Thank you. <laughs> um, I figured it was the original injury, but yes, good good point. Uh, no, I didn't even know what year I was referencing. Twenty. 20- 20 New Year's Eve. That so a- when he doesn't play, I want, I want, like, we got to, sh- we, I think, I think we win that game with David Bakhtiari. Maybe, yeah. though, we even win the Niners game with Zach Tom. Um, some people are saying
2: that's the new version of the old David Bakhtiari. It's cool. We have a new, a newer, updated version of that take now. That's fun. But
1: we lost that game because Darnell Savage dropped a football. So I want, I, I, I would be okay with, with safety. Who are even the safeties next year? Anthony Johnson Jr. And then we have another guy named Anthony Johnson, I think. We have two guys named Anthony Johnson. Is that right? I think you're right. But I think it's not By so way, much that. the way, I am very anti the Mike McDonald hire. Oh.
2: Yeah. Interesting. That has nothing really to do with what we're talking about. But I'm yes, it does. It Mike
1: McDonald, Mike McDaniel, Mike oh. McCarthy, Sean McDermott, Sean McVay. <laughs> okay. What are we doing? <laughs> I do look forward to hearing you say that.
3: From a national perspective, from a national so, perspective is what now I'm, again, I'm talking about, point. like an early draft. It's actually, a very reason. good hire for them. Yes. The only reason I would say that, I mean, again, as I kind of alluded to, but like Savage and Clinton Dix were not exactly A plus first round draft picks. And so, like, I would just kind of feel like, hey, man, if, if you just drafted Kyle Hamilton, <laughs> amazing, right? But I, there's kind of two big L's, recent L's staring you in the face as a Packers fan at the safety position in the first round. But okay. So which, so that wouldn't, so which one them would
1: actually give you your, your, uh your eye roll? Maybe. I don't know. Offensive line is just so like, why did, why did I get like, I, I got to spend a Thursday night to draft some guy. I don't know on the offensive line and then watch, watch the video where they like have to circle the guy because nobody knows who, but I'm like watching the receivers and re- that's what it's always been. Like, it's like, here's, the- I know you guys didn't get Justin Jefferson, but here's the guy that blocked for him. But still, even though they gray everything out put a little circle around him, I'm like watching Justin Jefferson in there. I'm like, why didn't we get that guy? I don't know. I'm, I really don't care what they draft. Rogers is gone. So I don't like need a receiver. Also we have receivers. Also, do you want to talk about Rodgers or not? So I
3: have a topic under my general NFL that says, by the way, I do want to finish this one. You want to talk, do you want
1: to talk about how I've been right about everything
3: once again? This, yeah, once again. my Just, you know, here's my Rodgers sort of topic that I might propose later. Let's talk about the athletic story on the Jets and Rodgers. Mm-hmm or mm So let, let's – we can go there. But, but Grant, first, just uh, because Bart chose to start with Packers, let's at least honor that. Uh, offensive line, safety and corner three, of the biggest needs, the one that would give you the most, Oh, come on. Oh, I don't know. Eye roll, whatever you do safety.
2: Mm-hmm, or. Mm-hmm. And we're saying in the first round specifically first round. Yeah. I, I would definitely roll my eyes most at safety and that's not because they don't need safe. Like they do need safety, but you know, my draft guy right now is Peter Bukowski. I'm ride or dying with his early projections and commentary from the senior bowl and such. Like, I just don't think there are any first-round safeties in this draft. Like, I, I don't think there are safeties that are worth taking in the first round. So get a player that you can't get somewhere else, right? If you can get a tackle or a corner, they need a whole bunch of corners. Like, I, I want to come away from this draft with, three, with two or three corners that I like. Between two second rounds, two third rounds, two fourth rounds, right? Like, I, I want some corners. I don't want a safety in the first round because I don't think there's a safety worth drafting. I think what Goody will do and what he's shown... To, to do the last couple of years is like the first round, he's just gonna take some high-level kind of boomer butt, like not Thon Maker Giannis type players, but really toolsy, really raw. Like this guy could be incredible one day. Rashawn Gary still waiting, Lucas Van Ness. And then we'll start to address needs as our board falls round two, three, four, five. So I think first round with Goody is always a crapshoot, but I would definitely roll my eyes if he took a safety because I don't think there's a, a first round. There's no Kyle Hamilton in this draft. So I would roll my eyes. Definitely. If they took a safety at what? 25 overall. Is that for the draft? Yeah. So yes. Mm-hmm, I would roll my eyes. Most at a safety. Paul. Ah, uh, thank you. I'm back. Hi. I was looking at the, the
3: computer.
1: No good with the computer.
3: Yeah. We're just going to try the phone instead. <laughs> All right.
1: So because uh, Grant
3: just off, had a great
1: answer, but
3: I, I heard the whole thing. I was listening as I was looking for some place to charge the computer didn't find it, and so switched over. But I did hear the whole thing. It was a good answer. Peter Bukowski is your your draft guy, ride or die. Uh, there's no safety worth drafting. It's not Kyle Hamilton. Sure. Pretty good recap, right?
2: He did hear it. Okay. Yep. He got it. He got it.
3: Proof. Proof. Um, the analytics are telling me we should do a different topic.
2: Okay.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Sure. I All just right.
3: want to be the I just want to be the only other guy on this pod to to steal that from Grant and play it off as his
2: own. Um. <laughs>
1: I asked <him> for permission. <laughs>
2: I, I, part, I, I stole something from you the other night and I can't remember what it was. It was one of the best things you've said in a while. And I was just going to, I wasn't going to credit you. And I said it and in my head, as I'm saying, I'm like, God damn, that's so good. Like I can't, I said, I remember show, it. Like, I said like, I was going to steal this, but that's really good. Like that's <sighs> that part, but you don't that's remember part. what it was. I can't remember what it was. No.
1: Hmm.
2: The other night I, the other night I was
1: talking about how, um, like your first love or. Uh, breakups or you know heartache like all time does heal all wounds but not sports wounds that was a good sports idea. wounds somehow get deeper <laughs> and then some guy called in and he's like oh i, I like that i like what you said there i go yeah that was really good of me i think i earned my paycheck tonight and he's like yeah, yeah i agree yeah i'm i'm now in now in week five i'm getting a little more
2: like me I like self-affirmation humor always when you say something good and then immediately like, "How was a good riff by me?" Like, no, I, pretty I, I'm, "I'm pretty talented. I can see why I got this job now over all those other loser applicants." <laughs> oh. Uh, but yes, Kidding. safety, Kidding. safety, safety, safety. Safety is my answer.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
3: Let's talk about the uh, athletic story on the Jets and Rogers.
1: Mm-hmm or mm Mm-hmm. So I would just like to bring up that nothing that I read in this piece, and if you didn't read the piece, basically it's everything that you would think would happen. It's everything that um, pretty
3: much happened, but the Packers had more checks and balances to make it from being
1: all the way this. But I think that even like the limited – information that we saw it just it was basically about how how much the jets were a disaster and it was a lot of because aaron Rodgers and them basically letting it be and um you know even nathaniel hackett's way worse than like he's way worse than we think also we treat nathaniel hackett like he's like he grew up with rogers these guys have known each other for like four years
2: which is also plays into previous Rodgers takes that you or we've had in the past it all, it all fits. You can take all of these little tidbits and news stories and fit them into to compartments and to takes that we've had in the past. I, but I, I I think one of my biggest takeaways is that Sala is as dumb of an idiot as I thought he was. This just don't this let him was, take your phone. Okay. Th- this, this was not, oh. this was not an anti-Rogers story to me. This is holy smokes. Like Sala is not good at this and Hackett is, he's not just stupid. He might be lazy and he doesn't communicate well. And like, this was not anti-Rodgers. I don't. I don't know that we learned anything new about Rodgers. This was more about how everyone with the Jets is really incompetent. I don't know if we learned
3: anything new about Rodgers, but we sure as hell confirmed a lot of suspicions and previous assumptions. Like, I, I just so, <clears throat> I did learn, or at least again confirmed things I thought I knew about Rodgers. No.
1: Mm-hmm, confirm, maybe.
2: It's nice that all the
1: things I've just been saying
2: with no real evidence, but just new in my heart were true. That's nice. One could frame that differently, Bart, and say that you've simply been rewarded for bad behavior with your, your takes and opinions. But I mean, this stuff isn't hard. Like I guess the one thing that I had confirmed about Rogers in this is he would rather have a worse offensive coach, Nathaniel Hackett, than like, he would ra- he would rather make life harder for him in the offense because he likes an offensive coordinator, right? He would rather keep a bad coach around because he likes him, and he's comfortable with him. That 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 was. Well, confusing. no
3: way. I, I would say because he can override him.
1: Like the example in the
3: training camp, he makes was, him
1: spell, He makes him do this whole offense just so that he can check out of it.
3: Right, and then Hackett, even like the quote from the training camp thing, which was Hackett saying, "How many times, Nathaniel Hackett, would say, well, that's what Aaron wants. Well, that's what Aaron wants." He he needs a guy that's gonna say, "All right, man, whatever you want, that's cool. All right, whatever, you run the show." And he he has that guy, he has Hackett. He can override anything Hackett does or says because Hackett will happily step aside and defer. That's what I mean. That's one of my takeaways from it for sure.
1: I also think like, I don't my- know how much Rogers still has left in the tank, but um. You get Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick or even Mike Vrabel in there, and I think you have immensely better odds of getting to a Super Bowl than you do with Robert Sala. You're not going to get there with Sala. There was one thing where he was talking about, um, and this was funny because I I kind of pointed it out. I saw other people pointed out, so I won't say it's all me. Um, but like the Jets were bad, and everyone's just shitting on them, and the Giants were bad, and everyone's like, "Hey, it's a Tommy at the Veto." And Salah's like he would often bring up in his mind the Giants don't get as much negative coverage as the Jets, calling it unfair. Like, leave, get out of the league. You can't be a coach and give a shit about that. And then when there was someone leaked something, and he goes, "Give me your phones. You won't get in trouble." Yeah, that was funny. This is this is kindergarten. This is bad kindergarten teacher behavior. Like, not even a good kindergarten teacher. Robert Sala. Nobody, nobody's nobody's like, hey, we know teachers don't make as much money as they should. Can we pool together a little bit of money for classroom supplies for our teacher? They won't even bring this guy a fucking apple, man. This guy sucks. It is amazing. I despise what he is as a coach. He is you know in this in this industry of football men and football guys and the manliest of the manly he like he can't even talk i bet he can't even win an argument in the mirror like guy is a soft man he's soft something. man the guy in the mirror
3: to be fair is my toughest opponent in in debates but yeah <laughs>
1: The guy, I don't know much about the guy in the mirror, but he fucking hates this guy. <laughs> he hates him. What did you make yeah. of it all, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I gave him my name, but I interrupted him. But
3: well, no, I mean, it, it I do think it was. raw. I mean, again, I was reading it from a Packers perspective, and just reminding you of like the Alan Lazard forty-four million that we all scoffed at, and it was like okay, and then Billy Turner, and then Randall Cobb, and just all of this, where it was. Oh, okay. Here's the one quote that hasn't been mentioned yet. The uh, it was an AFC general manager who told the Athletic, um, Joe Douglas or Aaron's not the assistant GM. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. You say this isn't a Rodgers story, and that's true because that's Jets mouth. Mal- that's Jets Jets malfunctioning and you know doing the wrong things. But that's what Rodgers wanted in Green Bay. That's what Rodgers was teetering on having to way too far of a degree in green bay and it reminded me like just after the season the packers just had and of course obviously the heartbreak at the end with how close they were to having a massive upset think about how much better this is and what a better position the packers are in right now than what the jets are in and how wonderful it is that like the one thing i almost texted you guys after reading it was can you imagine being given an early second round pick in exchange to have this headache go away like, you should have to pay assets to get rid of this nonsense. And instead, of like, hey, would you like an early second-round pick for you to no longer have to deal with this? Like, should have been a first. Should have been, been a first. first. Should have been a first. I think he only played 0.65% of the snaps, which was not quite enough. Um, but I thought that was, like, this was what I think, again, like, go back to draft night on April of 2020 with Jordan Love pick, and – you know, I'm sure a lot of people, Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvath's opinions have changed since April of 2020. But it, it was a huge move by Gutekindst to, I mean, you know, honestly, in, in hindsight especially, to not call Rodgers, to not ask Rodgers, to not, like, give him a heads up. Like, no, like, you're the GM, Brian Gudekinst. The quarterback is the quarterback. Like, I know, oh, you should have told him. And, like, Rodgers, of course, wanted to be told. And, oh, you hurt my feelings. And, like, you, we need to have better lines of communication. Fuck you. Like, you're the quarterback play play do your job stay out of this other job and now the Jets who are so dysfunctional and need so much help as an organization made things even worse for themselves because they let the guy they let Aaron have what he always wanted in Green Bay so I guess there's my thoughts or at least some of them it's a
2: Jets problem that's not it's not Aaron's it's not Aaron's fault that they gave him run of the roost right and Aaron got he got hurt so. But Aaron, oh. here, here's the thing Aaron is not a good GM
3: no he is not a good talent evaluator. We have, we have seen this before. So, well, again, it's kind of like it's like, I mean, just using if Bill Belichick had just been the head coach of the Patriots, like the past five years of Patriots, you know, asset accumulation, like Bill Belichick's been really bad. But he's probably still a really good coach. Just you know, like so with Rodgers, it's just like I, you would like to think, kind of like I mean, honestly, we can talk about this with Giannis and Adrian Griffin in a little bit, but like. You shouldn't pick the coach. You shouldn't veto Nick Nurse. Let John Horst pick the head coach. You go be one of the best players in the world. Stay in your lane. You know, and I think it's often a problem that happens when superstars become superstars and they just they play outside of their space. Rogers is playing outside of his space and he's not good at it. And he's but yet he's being allowed to do it because the Jets are a horrible
1: franchise. Yeah, that much is true. Yeah. It's like they didn't even acquire him for the quarterback. Skill. They acquired him for the celebrity. Well, so far they didn't
3: acquire him to play quarterback. Cause all four snaps of it.
1: I I just feel for Zach Wilson. Guy was never good enough to be drafted that high. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Then he gets made to do this. Then he's like, "Hey, all right, we're gonna give you a red shirt year. You need it. Oh, thank God. This is. I, I I think I can play in this league. There's a lot to process still for me." psych oh now we're gonna bench you for tim boyle and you're never gonna play again never mind oh psych we suck and you're our best option oh great i'll play hey you did pretty well how do you feel pretty shitty i have a concussion now thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you for asking
1: that's <laughs> all about uh, how do you feel how do you feel zach wednesday no, Oh, shit.
2: He's hurt. Uh, okay. That's about all I have to say about the Jets. To me, it, was, it wasn't it was anything new about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it was an Aaron Rodgers hit piece. It was just a story about how the Jets are the Jets. So I guess maybe we learned nothing new. We learned details that confirmed what we basically already thought.
1: Well, we mm-hmm. learned that I can get 15 minutes out of it on CBS Sports Radio. And isn't that the greatest gift of all?
2: This might be a better national topic than it is a local topic, Part.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it is. is-
2: I assume you'll get. I
1: assume you'll get at least fifteen minutes out of this, right? At least. Oh, this is. I mean, '90s cable reruns and Aaron Rodgers slander. Why am I on who, this earth?
2: Who there was a caller the other night that asked you if you had seen a show from the '90s? It wasn't Melrose Place. It was what, Big Ron. That was Big Ron. He asked if I saw A Team. Yeah, that was it. Like he should know. He should definitely know better. I didn't. I didn't notice that that was Big Ron. Oh, and shout out that, you know, when I get like,
1: it's like midnight and I got a tweet from Jerry and it's like 1230, 130 Big Ron's time and he's still calling like that really means a lot to me. Like, uh, sincerely, that means a lot. It's really cool to, to hear from you guys.
3: Do you know if any like national listeners have come and found
1: the Into the Winklerverse pod? There is one guy, um, when I would do Saturdays, his name is Tim from Arizona. Mm. And he said, Yeah, I heard you, you said you're a Packer fan. I don't know what he sounds like, He's, but Tim he says and, you're, a Packer, you're a Packer fan. And so I
2: checked out your podcast and I've been watching all your post games. Tim in Kingman, Arizona. We have a caller, uh, to our network who calls all the time. Kind of a maybe, maybe
1: Italian. interesting. It could, it could very well be.
2: He was already into the Winklerverse. Um,
1: I gotta do, uh, Read here. Do a thing. Happyplacehemp.com is where you can get some great gummies that are very yummy for you. Um, No, they have been great. I've been talking about this. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is Bart. 25% off each and every order. I can go show you my stash if you'd like to see them. Um, I've got the Delta 8s. I've got the Delta 9s. Getting a little low on the CBD CBNs because... The first week of work, I said this the other day, but the first week of work, I was coming home and plop. And then uh, there was a night I didn't take one. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just lay down. Oh, I'm up till three. I just lay in bed if I don't take one and do nothing and do what? I check my draft Kings transaction balance. I'm having a fucking awful year. Like draft because I do the night show, so I... Watch a night basketball game, so I do a $15 contest and I'm losing my ass. So, um, I need to take a gummy just to alleviate from that. Happyplacehemp.com promo code is BART, tinctures, balms, the CBD like lotion, uh, that may or may not have cured my gout. You even remember, you even heard me talk about gout in a long time. Um, I don't know. I've, i got some armpit problems. Maybe I'll just, I don't know if that'll work. Maybe I'll just run a Delta 8 gummy and see what happens uh, on my pits. That's a different topic. Happy Place Hem promo code is BART. 25% off every order. Still every order. And free shipping. And extended hours on select days during the week in Muskego. If you want to go in and ask some questions yourself. But they have been huge supporters from day one to the podcast. I don't know that we make it. Two months without them, honestly. And they're continuing to support here, and I love it. Happy PlaySend.com. Probably got about 35% off.
3: By the way, speaking of things that didn't happen or did happen that led to this moment, Batteries Plus ever find their social media guy?
1: <laughs> what if? What, what if? <laughs> what if I did get that job?
2: Yeah, you were overqualified over was the issue probably
1: and then and then uh cbs was like hey you know, i still would have done a weekend shift and they were like ah oh, can you fill in for writer or rome i go i'd love to but we got a new line of deeds uh dropping <laughs> we got a new we got a new like you can charge your batteries with your usb and Mm-hmm. I got to get five posts out on this by tomorrow so. <laughs> uh, I would it's I would love to, I would love to pick up an extra shift but we're, we got a big meeting on how to attack our batteries plus thread strategy. Yeah. have to call you back
2: just to cater to that.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to give you one more general NFL topic because I don't know how it's going to go, and I'm not even sure I know what I feel on this. So let's just see if this goes anywhere. Uh, I'm going to maybe go off camera for a second because I'm on my phone so I can read it because the way I wrote it I feel like is important to get right. Between Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy, if one of them is going to have a career that most closely (laughs) resembles— Let me try again. If one of them is going to have a career that most closely resembles the key narratives of Tom Brady's career— it's Brock Purdy. So let me tell you what. Let me tell you what's in my head. Obviously, the late picks between Purdy and Brady, sort of like just the, the they win. Like if you were to say like one thing that made Tom Brady arguably the best quarterback of all time, like I don't he wins, right? Does he ever? Does he win? He wins, right? He wins. I think the biggest thing on Purdy early on is he's a really late round pick. Brady, he wins, right? Like what do you say, man? He wins. It's the most important thing. He wins. But then with Mahomes, like part of a new dynasty all these super bowl appearances likely to have multiple super bowl rings maybe not six but maybe something close so i feel like there's something here that i'm in my head where i'm like they both really kind of like at first i was gonna ask you guys like would it be the craziest thing in the world if we woke up in 15 years and brock purdy had had tom brady's career yes well i don't know man like if i don't know I'm not sure. I, and again, that's not me saying that Brock Purdy is great. Like, can you can you have a can you have these two distant dis- disparate thoughts where it's like Purdy is fine. Also, he might have Tom Brady's career. Are those two things so wildly different that they can't possibly be both true? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, he's good. He's a he's the 10th best quarterback in the league, but also I wouldn't be shocked if he won five Super Bowls. Not not as the best player, not as the key reason, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to be quiet and listen to you guys either trash the thought, trash the question, or maybe give something insightful.
2: You Graham, care?
1: No, please.
2: I just hate Brock Purdy discourse because each one of these shows, I like sports TV. Like I do. I like some of these debates. I, I,
3: I, no, I don't watch a ton of it, but I think this is a different angle. I, and we're just, you know,
2: no, 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 it is. And I, I didn't mean that to say like, Paul, I hate that you asked this question. That's not what I meant. It's it's that I watch these debate shows and the guy on one side of the table is like, Purdy isn't good. And then the guy on the other side of the table, but he wins. How can you say he's not good? And we've been doing that for I've had those arguments with myself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, Brady's weird. I, I guess, I think Purdy can win and win at the highest level if he has McCaffrey and Kittle and Iuke and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams and a really hard-hitting defense, and God obviously is on his side with some of the dropped picks and the tip. I mean, the fluke tyuk. I wanted to kill myself when that happened. I'm like, I th- this isn't a Packer game, but it feels like one so much. I, w- I was laying with my son,
1: and he was playing with his tablet, and all of a sudden, the tablet noise went from like seven to a million, and my son, I was like claustrophobic. I started shaking. It's like, this can't be happening.
2: It is happening. It hurts to even see it happen to another team. Um, no, I don't I'd be I'd I'd be amazed if Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year. I don't think he's ever I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Wow. I just don't, I don't think but the the, the the problem with Brock Purdy is
1: because uh, I I did get to a point when I watched him beat the Cowboys, I was like, all right, this guy's good. I remember <laughs> this guy's good. Uh, I think there's other guys that could step in and still take the Niners to a Super Bowl. Um, if you put him on like the Saints, maybe they're a playoff team. They were nine wins. If you put him on, maybe another team they're a playoff team. If you put him on the Panthers, he's awful. I mean, there's no way. Um, but he is doing a good job with the tools that he he has, and then the offense that he has, and he's you know doing well. He played very. I think the thing that's bothering me the most about the game on uh, Sunday is if you think of his five best plays, one was a mistake and four were runs. Yeah. And we've, we've always been bitching about quarterbacks being running quarterbacks. And this whole thing about being quarterbacky, like he didn't look very quarterbacky.
2: No. And, and the one throw to Juwan Jennings was like, he looked like Charles Woodson at Michigan going up and getting that ball. Like what if he doesn't catch, what if he doesn't make he that wins. amazing one-handed catch? But he wins. But, and he like, the thing too. I would and, rather
1: have Jordan love than Brock Purdy. But is Brock Purdy better than Jordan Love because he wins?
3: Well, here this is a a nuanced point that I'm gonna try to see if I can find my way to. But if Brock Purdy, let's say in you know, two years he gets his extension, and let's just talk about like today's dollars, like uh, not sure what the cap is gonna do in two years, but like let's say Brock Purdy was able to be extended this offseason. Would he maybe only get like 30 million compared to jordan loves 45 to 50 million like is there another team who would be enough of a threat to sign purdy because they think oh let's give this guy 50 because he's the answer to our franchise's problems so one thing that was in my head was like is purdy just barely not great enough that no franchise is going to throw 50 million a year at the guy and thus by making 25 to 30 million It allows the team around him to be better so he's like in this perfect little spot where he's not so good that he's a 50 million dollar quarterback he's clearly not bad enough where you look to replace him he's definitely good enough to do that so like he might fit in this perfect little window where complimented by kyle shanahan which is the absolute perfect coach offensive play caller quarterback tandem that you could have i don't know There, i i am i crazy do you think he's better than jordan love no, definitely not. Would you rather have Jordan Love at 50 mil a year or Brock Purdy at 30? Love. No. You guys. That's 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 too big of a discrepancy.
1: And that's I, now again. I'm okay. So let me okay. So Your Tom Brady thing, Tom Brady never had a team like this.
3: Um, don't forget about the Randy Moss years, so let's be careful. Like Brady wasn't. We never always, had Christian
1: McCaffrey.
3: Brady had Gronkowski. For he he might have had Debo Samuel, but it was
1: Troy Brown.
3: Wait, wait, are we? Wait, who is the Randy Moss in this equation?
1: Well, the year he had Moss was different. Yeah. So forget about <laughs> and, me saying never.
3: And and again, like Gronkowski would be, you know, weapon number one on. Elite Gronk versus like elite McCaffrey are interchangeable. They're both just, you, you can't do better than that. Just no about.
2: Products. Every defense Brady ever had, save for maybe 2018, was better than this defense that Purdy has this year. Just about every yep. single one. I, I will not stand for going back and revising Brady. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole time he was in New England, well, his defense is amazing. Well, his supporting cast, oh, well, his coaching staff. And now because Belichick had a couple rough years with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, we want to go and revise history of how Tom Brady carried the Patriots all those years. I won't have it. I won't have it. I won't stand for it. I, I won't be a part of that. Hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Well, so so I
0: do.
1: I. I. I do the. Let me just let in on a secret here. The Bardo meter that I've been doing on CBS. I feel like I need to put Brock Purdy ahead of Jordan Love for the Bardo meter. Uh, uh, may I? May I object? Just to emphasize that the Bardometer is not me. Okay, so as long as it's part of the bit. Okay, I mean they're close. Like it's
3: not. It's not like we're talking about the fourth best and the fifteenth best QBs in the league, right? Because the other uh,
1: night, Shep goes, Bart. Do you think Bart? He goes, Bart. How much do you think? I go eighty-five <laughs> and he, percent. And he goes, What? I go, is because he beat my Packers. Yes, eighty-five percent. Yeah, I mean. Like, in- you, you wait, no, my thing with Brock Purdy is I got to a place where I saw he was good, yeah, and I was like, "All right, yeah, he's good, he's good." Everyone, everyone's always like, "Oh, Mister Irrelevant." That don't matter. I watched him; he was good. And yep. then I watched him in the playoffs, and he's bad. This
2: is a bad. Not, this is not no. good.
1: He's not bad, but
3: the biggest plays that he's had, he's gotten way too much glow from them not being things that
2: you know and he has not been punished for like a single one of his bad plays. Like yeah, none of he's his He's kind worst of
1: getting would you say rewarded
3: for bad for, behavior? For bad behavior? It's no wonder you don't like him. He goes
2: against your number one critique. Um look, we're going to yeah. we're we're going to get to the Super Bowl and it's going to be very apparent how not Can I go really get something? Is. Go ahead. We're, yeah, what I'm about to say won't matter. You don't need to hear it. Uh
1: I listen wh- back so when you guys trash me when I leave I always hear it.
2: I would never trash. We're going to get to the Super Bowl and it's going to be very clear cut and obvious Paul that Brock Purdy does not belong. He was not as good as Jordan Love, he was not as good as Jared Goff, who played pretty darn good in that game actually. Um and if not for a couple drop passes and and some kind of unlucky bounces, he should have advanced. Like Brock Purdy has no business being in this game. And now you're going to put him opposite Patrick Mahomes who has like one bad half of playoff football in over a dozen games now. No. So we're going to get to the end of this game and be like, oh, Brock Purdy." So Brock Purdy wasn't good enough and probably wasn't good enough to advance as far as he did in the playoffs. It's certainly not good enough to go up against an elite quarterback from the AFC and actually win a game. So, here, so here's ben my, here's Pitt. my counter. And
3: I, I absolutely hate that. It might sound like in this conversation, I'm the most pro Brock Purdy guy because that's actually not the case. I just think we need to acknowledge, like, he's he's, he's an above-average NFL quarterback. He is, but it probably sounds like I I believe more strongly than that. I don't. Here's my biggest point, though, if you're going to compare, like, Mahomes and, and Purdy. Mahomes is taking up—I'm going to make up these numbers, but it's going to be close—25% of the Chiefs' cap. No. Wow. I, Purdy is yeah, yeah. taking up less than 1% of his team's cap. So, in theory— <laughs> Mahomes has to be 25 times better than Purdy. Mahomes has to be 25 times better than Purdy for their value. Like, because the 49ers get to be that much better as an overall roster than the Chiefs. Chiefs defense is better. The Chiefs have a much better defense. I'm not, better not, I'm not saying that's not true, but I'm just saying from a resource allocation perspective, Purdy is in the position he's in. and that's Okay, so here's the question I'm going to force you to answer. If Purdy was in the exact same contract situation right now, As love, where it's like, all right, he's getting extended this off season. It's gonna be a big number. Prepare for sticker shock. If Purdy was in that same position as Love this off season, what do you think the Purdy number is, and where would it fall in comparison to what the Love number will be? Shit,
2: I don't know. And Um, and which and which and then okay, and my more than let me put it this way: more than you are trying to get me to say. Like we don't we don't sign mid tier quarterback contracts in this league unless it's unless it's Baker Mayfield. Why do you have wine?
1: Why do I have what?
2: Wine? It's
1: three o'clock.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, no, he won't be. No. The Niners aren't gonna have to pay him that much.
1: Are you asking why I have a bottle of my Tupelo honey tipsy hen wine? Oh, I see what you did. Is it pretty good? I've been waiting two weeks for this, and then we recorded, and I forgot.
2: Well, that's brutal. Oh, I had to go
1: downstairs and have my wife open a
2: bottle of wine for me, because I don't know how. Isn't (laughs) she working right now? She's at home. Working at home? Working. Working from home. Honey, can you open this bottle of wine for me for a bit? That's exactly what
1: I said. (laughs) The tipsy hen won't drink any old wine. She demands a wine as rich and varied as the colors of the morning. Subtle with vibrant aromas of dark plum and cherry. Bold hints of vanilla and spice. And always, always a long silky finish. For the happiest hour and the happiest of hours. Tupelo Honey. Tipsy Hen Wine.
2: It's better than an orgasm. Not that he's ever had one. It's better out of the bottle, too. All wine is, let's be real. Love drinking
1: wine. Well, this is a a great bit and all, but part of my problem is I can go days, weeks without, but once I have that first sip, the day is torched.
2: (laughs) So, So now we're fucked. I can't, I can't wait to listen to your show tonight. Shit, um, good. God damn it. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. I don't, I don't care to talk about Brock. We can talk more about him no, after let's, he gets let's, let's, let's out last in the Super Bowl because that's what's gonna. Let's
1: happen. wrap up with a Bucky Bucky Buckaroo. Uh, the analytics
3: have never been clear to move to Bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I have two of them with Doc Rivers replacing Adrian Griffin as head coach. The Bucs clearly just increased their chances of winning the NBA finals.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you hear the question I got last night? I've not heard about, the Tuesday night episode yet. About, Grant, did you hear that about betting? This guy said he had a bet where it was two exact outcomes: Niners Chiefs Super Bowl and Bucks Nuggets Finals. And he, he said he bet like a hundred but it would pay out 13 grand and they'll have them cash out right now at 900. And I said, I said, don't cash out yet. I said, there's a false level of a rush because you got one right and the Super is coming up. The 900 should only go up as we get closer to the finals. But once you get to like, like yeah, deal or no deal. Once you get to like two K three K you got to bail because bucks nuggets ain't going to be the finals. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Guys, I got to tell you who I'm going to put some money on. Just admit it. I know who it is. I know. You're not going to like it. I Well, you're you're
3: not going to like it. I'll be.
1: Yeah. What, in the East? You think it's going to be Celtics? I think that's what you're going to say. No, I'm going to tell you that there's this team out there that has nine losses by three or fewer points, most in the NBA. They unfortunately have five losses when they lead by 15 or more points. No. They have four losses by one point and three losses in overtime.
2: No. And oh,
3: I feel man. like with
1: the tinkering, tinkering of the lineups, they're really no. going to figure this out. The Detroit Pistons?
2: No. No. You can't do this, Bart. I have to. No, you don't. They're going to fire their coach, too. Golden State Warriors. I thought you meant the Lakers. The Warriors are even worse.
1: No, Jonathan Kaminga is going to lead the way he is. Does he
2: edge. have faith in Steve Kerr once again? Well, he's starting now. Um.
1: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, it's not going to be bucks nuggets. I don't know. I don't know.
2: They have a better chance of, of making and winning the finals now than they did a week ago. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, there was one thread I read about how Doc
1: Rivers, yeah, he's blown a lot of leads, but also all his dudes always get hurt. Like
2: Paul gets hurt and Harding gets hurt. And I also like what Bobby Portis said last week about Doc Rivers. He's like, it'll be nice to have, like, it'll be great to be coached by someone who has something to prove. And I think that is, that is a good well, dynamic for the Bucks, The rookie I-
1: head coach has nothing to prove.
3: Well, let me ask you, okay, so as a, as a fan watching the games, do you feel more confident in the Bucks having watched... Even just the one game, like against Denver, they lost. Yes. Did you feel more yes. confident? So I know Matt more.
1: Well, he does hardwood paroxysm and he said something like, "The Bucks look like the Bucks again." And yeah. I was like, "Okay, they do, but what does that mean? What that means they look like Mike Budenholzer's Bucks."
2: There, there's, there's, an Elon Musk element here where I don't know if you guys have seen the tweet where it's like Elon came into Twitter and changed everything and then realized that what Twitter was doing originally was actually probably the right way to go about it. So he's going to end up in the same place with Twitter was before. And I feel like the Bucs have done the same thing. Like they're going to just end up with a very Mike Budenholzer version of the Bucs, except with Doc as the coach now, instead of Bud himself.
3: Well, so just, just to finish my point, I was going to say like, I, I think there's something to be said that the Bucks players probably don't feel totally dissimilar to us watching the team in terms of like, just, oh, Like, I've seen this guy for years on TV, right? Like, being the coach of a team in a prominent position or when the players were younger and when Grant were you and younger and, like, the Kevin Garnett team with the Celtics winning the finals. Like, I think there's going to be an inherent increase in the team's confidence in their belief in themselves, just like I think we as fans have that belief. So, but I I mean... So, needless to say, I think it was an easy question, but, like, their chances to win the finals improved, right? Like, there's really no – there's no question about that,
2: right? Yeah, but I I think that's largely in part because their chances to win the finals like a week and a half ago were pretty much zero, in my opinion, and now they're not zero anymore. Like, Doc is just doing reasonable things, like having Damon Giannis on the floor when the team's in bonus, like setting up their – just grown-up basketball coach things –
3: yeah, it's wild. Though, like socks. It's it's wild that this there's this guy. He's on CBS National Radio from like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central, or 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Central. And he used to have this. He still has a podcast. He's renamed it. But like, despite all of these things, he just insisted that Griffin was not the problem.
1: Um, I don't know. BW. I can't ever. But like, I don't ever think I said Griffin wasn't the problem. I think I said it was too early to say he's the problem. When would it have not? Which been I was late? wrong about. Oh,
3: okay, okay. There you go.
1: I was just saying, like, when when would it have been too late? Sounds like it was a disaster on game two. So, yeah, That's it just it, absolutely... just it just bothers me. It just bothers me that it just bothers me that these people were right.
3: <laughs> it's all right. We all we all take L sometimes. I mean, I don't. I was right about C.J. Stroud and everything else I've ever said. Um. last question uh, John Horst should now shift his focus to the roster and look to make a fairly aggressive trade mm-hmm
2: or mm-mm so you're asking if they should trade Bobby Portis and or Connaughton and dare I say even Chris Middleton like, well, oh, God. We're not,
3: Middleton, kill, you know. we're not
2: doing Middleton. We're not spending a moment of this. But, well, it's not my show, but I, I would prefer to not spend a moment of this I'm not suggesting
3: it. I'm just saying, I like I said, fairly aggressive. Like, clearly, you know, it, it, it depends what you want your upgrade to be. Like, even if Middleton is not something you'd want to trade.
1: First, Middleton a is shooting 57% on three and a half mid-range field goals a game. The most efficient mid-range shooter in the NBA.
2: I mean,
3: by the way, I think maybe. the math on that, did you say 57 and a half percent? Yeah, I think this is how it works. I'm not a math major, but I think that would be like the equivalent of a 38 percent three point shooter because it's worth half the amount of a three point shot. So then you subtract or you, you divide the 57 percent by two thirds in the NBA. No, I, and again, I'm not suggesting it. This is not a hey, should the Bucks trade Chris Middleton question? But but Play for Bruce Brown or for DeJounte Murray, or like it's a salary slot, which is part. I mean, this doesn't have to be an anti Middleton thing to say Whoa. Middleton's contract puts you into play for guys that even Connaughton and Porter's combined don't. So it's got to at least be John Horst is like, no, Middleton's untouchable. Like that would be bad business. He shouldn't be untouchable. His salary slot opens up players like. Right, so I don't know. You talk.
1: I do. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think trading Middleton is such a non-starter. He's a part of this team.
3: So was Adrian Griffin.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like if Middleton was traded, I'd be like, I'd be more, I'd be more surprised if he was traded than if he was, if he like sent a postcard from the moon. I'd be like, oh, Chris Middleton went to the moon. That's pretty cool. But if he was traded, I'd be like, what? I'd be like, welcome to Florida.
2: What the Frank? What the Frank? Um,
3: but I mean, much like much like the Adrian Griffin thing, Bart. I feel like you are just you. You don't a hundred percent agree with what you're saying about Middleton. You just don't. You don't really want to have the the anti Middleton people be like, oh yeah, like cheering for a Middleton trade and being dismissive of the things Middleton did for this franchise in the past it it needs to be
1: uh, it needs to be considered. What are you trading him for? Is he, so you think DeJounte Murray's the fucking answer? I don't know. Uh, this is this was not intended to be
3: a Middleton pro or anti. I'm just saying I think I mean, you're very name in there. I, I think you're very committed to Middleton as you were committed to not firing Griffin. And I think once two weeks pass after Middleton being traded in theory, you'd be like,
1: yeah, I get it. Like, he'd, no, he'd, no, you no, know. no, this is more about the actual basketball product. The Griffin thing was just pure hatred for everybody drumming that up.
2: Okay. You might trade Bobby. I mean, that would really suck, but there's a large corner of bucks Twitter that thinks he's the problem. And they're spearheaded by Nate Marzian. Who I has had some great takes. I'm not sure where I stand with him, Ike uh, Marzian. I'm not sure where where do I stand with Marzian and his uh, his Bobby Portis takes. I'm not sure. Bobby looked clunky against Denver, but that's one game. I also think they might just beat the Nuggets in Doc's first game if they take like half of Bobby Portis's shots and give them to Chris Middleton. Like he he was he was throwing up bricks everywhere that game. So I, I think a big part of answering this question, Paul is how doc chooses to use Bobby Portis and whether or not he looks comfortable in his role and whether or not he can make an impact. Cuz if we get, you know, a little closer to the deadline and it's like, I don't know what Bobby's role is and I don't know what he adds and I I don't okay, well then I'll have that conversation. I think the Middleton thing is a non-starter. I'm I'm just out on the idea of trading Middleton. I'm with Bart on that.
1: And I don't I don't think you would get I don't think you would get whatever value you think you're going to get for him.
2: No, same with Bobby. Like, I, I don't think you're getting an equal or greater player. You probably are a slight downgrade. So unless that slight downgrade is like a much needed fit, like a player that fits a lot better, okay. But I like I also don't like losing quality. You know what I mean? I don't like getting the worst player in a trade, even if that player is a better. Yeah, friend. that can be that uh, really be uh, dangerous. I, I do
3: think though, a lot of times it's like, I, th- I think in the NBA there's something to say to like reshuffling the deck chairs.
1: They fired their coach last week.
3: I know that. But now, as, as John Horst obviously is very much debating and, and going through his options, it's like, was that enough? They are as all-in as all-in can all-in. They are paying an enormous amount of money to three head coaches, only one of which is actually working for the team. Like, and they know they know more about all of these guys than, than we do. Um, doesn't mean they're always right, but they know more. And, I mean... I would be absolutely shocked if. Well, first up, let me say this. It, it should, I don't really think Middleton would have a ton of value. So let's talk about Murray. Do the Hawks really want Chris Middleton? Let's talk about. Why the fuck would the Hawks let's, want
2: Chris Middleton?
3: Let's talk about Bruce Brown. Like, do the Raptors want Chris Middleton? Like, it doesn't really actually make sense. So it's probably a non starter regardless, right? Or wait, what were you saying, though, Grant, about the Hawks
2: and Middleton? What was that? I said. I'm not sure the Hawks would want Chris Middleton. I said something along those lines. That's, well, right, and and that's that's when I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't. Why they have Bogdanovich and they have DeAndre Hunter and like and they have Sadiq Bay. None of these guys are particularly good, but like it's just another wing guy. I don't know. All right, good. so so you would if if again in a reshuffling the deck chairs type of trade, you'd stand pat with the roster. Because I think by the, I time rather, we do this, by the time we do this again, I think it will be trade deadline day or, like, right, right there in two weeks.
2: So there's not much time left to make a call on this. I don't want to reshuffle deck chairs to get rid of guys that once landed us parade chairs. That is my take.
3: Oh, wow. That's a good line. Thank you. I'm not sure I agree with it, but it's such a good line that I'm going to say, mm-hmm. And I don't want to
1: trade a king-size bed for two... Pots. like what what kind of value are we getting i don't know we've had this bed for a long time we probably should mix it up okay well what do you want instead well you sleep on the floor and i'll bring the hammock inside <laughs> what, what, what what did that make us better no but you know it's a change. well it, it made it progressively worse yeah but you know he's been here for 10 years and we didn't draft him and you know, we know he's good. He's, he was an NBA champion, All Star, going to get his number retired. But God, if we can get him for nickels on the fucking dollar, I mean, I think you got to do it.
2: Well, he was a throw-in in the deal originally. I mean, yeah, we, right, we really, really have invested in this guy? You know, we he were trying to trade deal. him
1: for Bradley Beal, and uh you know, you know all these guys.
3: Oh, I, everyone. I never, I never tried to do that.
2: That's uh, that's uh, cool. we really- uh, that's well, I don't even remember, but I guarantee you, at one point during this podcast, you tried to trade Chris Middleton for just about everyone in. Oh, yeah, Bradley, Bradley Beal has uh, to not be for out.
3: not not for Beal. Nope. Nope. Not for Ooh, Beal. Zach Levine. Uh, nope. No, not Levine either. Not a, not yeah, a Levine whoa. guy. Yes. It's like, what uh, if we could get all, what if of, we could get a guy that throwing. did,
1: what if we could get a guy that did all the things Chris Middleton did, but just like had a different height and weight. That's, what, okay. that's basically what people are wanting. Well, okay. Let's play that out for a second. What if we could if, trade Chris Middleton for a top 10 player in the NBA? Would we would you do that?
3: I think okay. you'd have to, yeah, you have to really think about it, really think about it. Let me ask you this, though. If we didn't like Bobby Portis so much, if he wasn't the mayor of Milwaukee, would we accept that he's really just a completely marginal, like, okay, kind of okay player? Because that's what he is. Like,
2: he's... Wow, dude.
1: Wow, he kicked himself off.
2: Surprising. Normally, outside, Wi-Fi is a lot better than inside, i
1: Yeah, yeah. When when he first popped on uh outside in a courtyard, I was like, Well, this is gonna go fucking gangbusters.
2: <laughs> uh Bobby Portis is better than marginal. Bobby's a guy who can pop off for a, a double double on any given night. And for a bench guy, like I, I don't know that you can ask for a lot more. The problem is is I right now when he's out on the floor, he doesn't really seem to to grasp why he's there like what is so that's that's i think a big job of doc is like can you find a role that bobby can wrap his arms around and feel like he's making a consistent impact or or or, an impact more often than not because as a bench guy you're not going to pop off every night but when he's out there he he often looks like he doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing okay i think you guys are just i think you're just both very loyal which is good (sighs) we're
1: loyal to championship players that are still productive and The current role, yeah.
2: I got loyalty in my DNA. It's the way I am. Okay. Yeah, Grant's fake humble is what he is. Um, boys, thank you. I would
3: would trade both of you for different deck chairs, just so you know. Are you sitting
2: on a deck chair right now? As a matter of how this started. As a matter of fact,
1: I am. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I am. Do you hear the take police coming? I hear that's you.
2: They're coming, coming after you. It. Those are Shorewood take police. I was gonna say that's that's gotta be Milwaukee. Shore, shorewood. Technically, Bart doesn't live in Milwaukee.
3: Yeah, let's though. not let's not Milwaukee this guy. Okay, he's
2: in Shorewood. They have cops and sirens even out in the burbs. You don't see them as often, but they they have them.
1: <laughs> Some fucking guy went 80 miles an hour past me on Capitol last night at one in the morning. He's going slow. So then I then, then he like turned over then he like turned down a side street and parked. So I like followed him to see what was up.
2: That's, that's the,
3: that'd be the last thing I'd recommend.
2: That's not something <laughs> And then I was like, something. I'm just
1: going to go home. Go to yeah,
3: there
2: you go. Go home to your loving wife. By the way, uh, I don't know if your wife is ever. I mean, you're never mentioning your wife's name or putting anything related around the pod. But if she ever does want to talk about Vanderpump Rules, that is a show that I watch now. I'm into it. And I know she watches like all that stuff. So
3: Grant, have you have you? I think you had queued up the leftovers after a recommendation a couple weeks ago. Did that happen?
2: I don't even remember that conversation, no. <laughs> the HBO show, The Leftovers. Oh, Larry David was on the Bill Simmons podcast this week. I got to listen not, to that later tonight. I don't know if I want to listen to that. I love Larry
3: David, but I, I don't know
2: that
3: that combo doesn't that combo doesn't seem. I don't know.
2: I suppose you could be right. I'm going to check it out, though. I think I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait back. until I'll wait until Larry David is on CBS Sports Radio
3: tonight or the odyssey app
2: which is fantastic But Bar- before i before i go can i lodge a small complaint and i don't know who who you can pass this along to i, I just have a good sense for things like this not to toot my own horn i hate the liner that says need a place to talk sports you've come to the right place you can't use place twice but if you do that you need to put emphasis on certain words to make it sound right need a spot to talk sports Need a home to talk sports. You come to the right place. You can't you can't be. Need a no place to talk sports. You've come to the right place. It's two places. It doesn't work. You've come to the right locale. Uh, it's like when you write an article, you got to mix it up. Like
1: mm-hmm. uh, the Packers won thirty-one to seventeen. It was a great outing for Green Bay.
2: Yes. 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 Uh uh The Packers won the game thirty-one to twenty-four in a start to finish thrilling contest. Yeah, you can't Now if you're speaking out loud that changes things a little bit but you need to so like if you were going to do two places it would mean need a place to talk sports, you've come to the right place. Like you can't it's real it's really hard to pull off. Again, uh, I know this is below your pay grade honestly. I was going to say above your pay grade, but it's below your pay grade. Um just something I've been thinking about. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I I'm, uh, I'm that. Nice.
1: they'll say, Bart, how do you think the job's going to go? You know, this place liner <laughs> <laughs> really bothering my friend, Grant.
2: Well, go sip some wine. Enjoy your afternoon. I, I Three o'clock wine time.
1: hits different, man. That is going to be a problem.
2: I would imagine. Boys, bottle of red. I do. Bye bye.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.